Okay, so I've been saying how crazy it is that it's already spring, but you know what that means? That means next up is summer. I know, so strange, but it's coming up quick. I personally love a wax any time of the year, but especially during those summer months, waxing really is just a must-have for me, and I know a lot of my girlfriends do it too. So when it comes to waxing, I'm a big fan of European Wax Center because when you go there, you get the best by the best. Their certified wax specialists are trained in prepping, protecting, and pampering your skin, all very important things. And did you guys know that as the experts in wax, European Wax Center is also the expert of skin? I really believe it's important to exfoliate, moisturize, take care of all of that beautiful skin all over your body. And I love that European Wax Center knows how important that is too. So they just released an all new line of products that are specifically designed to pair with waxing. These new products make the best wax even better. And when you do over 7.5 million bikinis a year, um, wow, you know you're getting only the best. Plus they've added enhanced health and hygiene measures for extra confidence and care. European Wax Center is so confident that you'll love the service and products that they're offering all first-time guests their first wax free. Visit WaxCenter.com to book your reservation today. Check out the new line of products and remember that first wax is free. Who are you texting? My therapist. You text with your therapist? Text, video chat, call? Yep, that sounds too easy. How did you find her? I just went to BetterHelp.com save. She's a licensed therapist and it's all online. I connect when it's convenient for me and don't waste time driving anywhere. Plus, it's affordable. I wonder if I should try it. It's great to talk to someone in confidence. She's helped me sort out quite a few things. And right now you save 10% off the first month when you go through BetterHelp.com save. BetterHelp.com save. Got it. Today on the Callahan Podcast, well, Tyler Eifert, let me just say, let me be the first to say, you are my hero. Uh, we asked, we wondered who would be the first NFL player to uh, go out there on a limb and say they love the country, they don't hate the cops. Well, we got a guy, Tyler Eifert, number 88, American hero. Also today, uh, Nancy Pelosi got her hair done, Joe Kennedy got smoked, and Joe Rogan got censored. All that today with Tom Shattuck on the Callahan Podcast, which is brought to you as usual by DCU, Digital Federal Credit Union. Why do DCU members love their free checking accounts? It's simple. No monthly maintenance fees, no minimum balances, and no strings attached. What better? What's better is that with direct deposit to their free checking accounts, DCU members can get paid up to two days early. Zero monthly maintenance fees, zero monthly balance, zero reasons not to switch. They'll even remove the hassle of switching your direct deposits and automatic payments from your current checking account. Learn more and make the switch today at dcu.org slash free checking. Insured by NCUA. Membership required. All right, Colin, let's go. This is the Jerry Callahan Podcast. All right, Tom Shattuck, I know you're not a big sports guy. You admit it all the time. You're a casual sports fan, a football fan, but I'm going to school you a little bit. I was, a, I don't know if you're aware of this. I was a morning drive host on a prominent sports radio station for 20 years. So I know, I know sports. I know my sports. We're, we're actually, we're, we're not aware of that because like Spotify, WEI has uh, eliminated Jerry Callahan's existence. From Have the- I been purged from the yeah. system? Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure why. I mean, Christ, I didn't, they, they blame me for, for things I did not do, but here's, Here's what you need to know, Tom Shattuck, about the NFL. As we get ready for NFL season, it's only whatever it is, 10 days away. Um, the great Some people think Tom Brady's the greatest NFL player. And others, you know, uh, you know, people who hate Brady will say Joe Montana or some 
Some will say the best player today is Patrick Mahomes or or Aaron Donald or Lamar Jackson. I'm going to clear this up for you, Shattuck. The greatest player today, the greatest player ever, is Tyler Eifert. Uh, maybe you don't know who that is. Tyler Eifert is a tight end. He's now with the Jacksonville Jaguars. He spent his whole career till now with the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, made one Pro Bowl, went to Notre Dame. Not a real uh, standout career, but I don't care. I don't care because everything, as you know, is political. Everything is everything comes down to the culture war. And I've been pointing out for a couple of weeks now that nobody can step out of line in the NFL, NBA, MLB. Doesn't matter. You cannot step out of line. You cannot do what Drew Brees did a couple of months ago and say, I love my country. You cannot come out and say, I really don't want to put Jacob Blake's name on my helmet because Jacob Blake was a violent fugitive and an alleged rapist and a really bad guy. Can't do that. That's what I said. That's what I thought. I was wrong. And I'm going to explain to you why Tyler Eifert is an American hero. Because Tyler Eifert, tied in from the Jacksonville Jags. By the way, I was pushing the Patriots to uh, sign him. Uh, he's been hurt, but uh, they could have used the tight end. I'm not sure if you're aware, but Rob Gronkowski is no longer around. Anyway, he's a Jaguar. Darren Hernandez, I think, is the other one. <laughs> right. He's a Jaguar now, and he and and he found out that they were going to uh, put the names of people who are victims of systemic racism. That's the actual uh, statement from the NFL: victims of police brutality and systemic racism. They were going to put the names. They are going to put the names on the back of the helmet. Tyler Eifert says he wants to put David Dorn's name on his helmet. Uh, Obviously, David Dorn's not a victim of systemic racism, but neither is Jacob Blake. Uh, neither is just about anybody whose name will be on there because it's really not a thing. Uh, but that's, you know, we'll, we'll get to that. I can't tell you how much I respect this move because there it was just this, this groupthink, this, this mandated groupthink in the NFL, this, uh, this monolith. Everybody had to bow down to the mob. Everybody had to spout, spew the usual talking points. We went over it yesterday and Monday. Aaron Rodgers, uh, uh, Ryan Tannehill, uh, one uh, um, um, uh, Baker Mayfield, one quarterback after another, Drew Brees, just saying the same thing: systemic racism and oppression, and you know Pete Carroll coming out and saying, "We're you know white people have to shut up and listen." and and everybody had just fallen into line. And I wondered, I said, who is going to stand up for, uh, you know, David Dorn, uh, Tamaris, uh, Bohannon, these cops, these heroes who've been gunned down in the light of duty. These people that, you know, Doc Rivers doesn't spend a minute talking about or, or LeBron James, these these forgotten heroes who've just been who've just been run over by this runaway train, uh, this p- politically correct, woke runaway train. Well, Tyler Eifert, God bless you. He stood up, and this can't be easy. I mean, he's he's honoring a fallen police officer, which normally you'd think would be a wonderful thing. Not today. Somebody is going to have a problem. Have you uh, have you looked for this? Uh, read this, Colony? Because I was going to just look and see if anybody's criticizing him yet. It's fairly new. It just came out last night. Somebody will have a problem with this, whether yeah. it's I have Mel Hill or Max yeah. Kellerman. You wait. By the end of today, somebody will have a problem 
with what Tyler Eifert is planning to do. I haven't seen anyone criticize him yet. I'm sure it's coming. I mean, we got to remember the season has yet to start, but we right. do have. Right. He has yet to do it. He says he's going to do it, and yeah. we'll see. Maybe they won't. By the way, they put out a list. They are going to put out a list. According to Mike Florio, the NFL is going to put out a list of approved names. And I can promise you, David Dorm's name's not on. Was not going to. Yes, they, I went over this yesterday. It was they. The, the the list initially doesn't have Jacob Blake. That will change, but it has Brianna Taylor and uh, uh, Ahmed Aubrey and uh, one or two others. I can find it again, but um, it does not have. I can promise you, David Dorn's name on it. Maybe Tyler Eifert will force them to put his name on there, and then Tyler Eifert will start a trend. Then there'll be other people who uh, want to honor a fallen police officer instead of, you know, uh, a, a, an alleged rapist and, and violent fugitive. I know that's crazy, but there will be others who will Well, we do, have, we do have somebody who you'll be a fan of, and I mentioned it right before we went on live, is because I do see that you are wearing the Boston Police Department hat right now. Yes, I am, and I'm, right? I'm uneasy with that. By yeah. the way. <laughs> so, so here, here is somebody. Are you okay being associated no. with this, Shattuck? I so find here, you to be tone deaf at the moment. You're not gonna. Are you gonna uh, Photoshop this out later? Um, <laughs> well, here's somebody you can really get behind, especially if you're wearing the hat. Here is a here's a tweet from Pat Maroon. Pat Maroon uh, played. Uh, he plays for the Tampa Bay Lightning, and he wrote Thomas Bohannon's uh, name on his stick. And you can see a true hero here. I don't know if you guys can read it on your end. I can see that. And you can Patrick see that. Mahoon. Pat Maroon is my Pat new Maroon, favorite. Not my only. New favorite. Is he on the team that just beat, just knocked the Bruins out of the playoffs, right? He was on the team last, uh, was it last year that the, that the Blues, beat, Blues. The, that beat the Bruins in the Stanley Cup? So he's, he's my new favorite NHL yeah. player. I said, I tweeted this last night, Tim Fox, former Patriot safety. I wanted to beat Tim Fox, so he was my favorite. I said, sorry, Tim Fox, my new favorite all-time player is uh, Tyler Eifert because I, I know you guys think I'm being a little facetious. I'm being a little hyperbolic. I think this takes real balls in today's culture to do this. And I think he's going to alienate somebody. Maybe it's not, you know, his teammates or his coaches, but it'll be someone around the league, someone in the media. Pat Maroon is my new favorite NHL player. Sorry, Wayne Cashman. I'm going with Pat Maroon. Well, this takes, I mean, I know hockey's not the same as, as, as uh, football because you don't have uh, the, the diversity, but this will annoy somebody. I mean, he's honoring a cop who, People like Pat, like Doc Rivers and LeBron James and Steve Kerr. These they don't they don't care about cops. They don't mention cops. I no, mean, we saw were, what the Bruins did. No. They took they photoshopped the BPD out of a photograph because they don't want to be associated with the police anymore. That's the trend. And Pat Maroon, God bless him, is bucking the trend. If you've heard Jerry during two weeks ago the Democratic convention, which was groundbreaking in a positive oratory then you would realize that when Michelle Obama was uh, throwing elegant shade at people, that um, that people were being slaughtered in the streets every day by cops. That right. were. So Tyler Eifert is prob- part of the problem at this point. And so I intend to go on social media and to threaten his wife and children, which is uh, accepted now, which is, but um, I think it's, it's awesome what he's doing. And, and the, the idea to, to celebrate uh, Tamaris and, and uh, Dorn, it's fantastic. And that's what has to happen. This is ridiculous. People know that it's ridiculous. People. Uh, I also think it's a great, a great uh, campaign issue for Trump because as we've said before, 
81% of black people, of African-Americans, don't want to defund the cops. Nobody, right. except radicals like Ayanna Presley and AOC, nobody wants to defund the cops. Trump should be hammering away at the law and order thing every day. And he is. He is and on then, the ball on that. And, you know, Michael Brown is also celebrated daily, daily by by the folks on the left and who are pushing for Biden. And, of course, Joe Biden's Justice Department said that Michael Brown's shooting was a justified shooting. And I, I think this is going to recede now. People are seeing what's happened to these neighborhoods, to small business owners. Minority-owned small businesses have been decimated. These these neighborhoods have been decimated. The whole BLM thing is going to recede. And all of those folks, you know, on the ground in the BLM sections of Washington, D.C., so you, you, you ceded a city block in Washington, D.C. to be Black Lives Matter Plaza, which is pretty right. Um, and now they're using the plaza to call for the death of cops, saying we're going to shoot cops down. This is over. We don't care. We, we've been beating cops up in New York, in Chicago. Now we're going to shoot cops in D.C. This is going to recede now in the next few weeks. And if you were if you were one of the collaborators, which people from you know you know Wellesley suburbs to to D.C. were, then are you going to be exposed? And I think it's it's great that these guys are stepping up and doing. I, I think Trump is the the thing. I mean, I know the polls still have Biden in a small lead uh, nationally, but the battleground states look pretty good. I mean, Ohio, Trump is breaking away. Um, Pennsylvania, he's going to win without a doubt in my yeah. mind because Biden is just stumbling and bumbling all over the the uh, the fracking issue and other uh, everything. We'll get to the, the, every day. In fact, I told I told Kellen this like. You know, four or five months ago, I said, your job is to get a Biden gaffe every day. Uh, it was tough when he was hiding in his basement, not talking to anybody. But he's he's sort of peeking out now. And every time he peeks out, he's he falls all over himself. We got another one today. I'll get to that. But Trump can screw this up. Let's be honest. He says he says dumb stuff. Uh, you know, he falls on him on his face on a regular basis. We we chronicle that. And. I didn't think it was a smart move to compare cops shooting uh, suspects to, to missing a three foot putt. Not the greatest. I mean, I disagree. With make, you, Jerry, I making the point, making the point that they choked is one thing. That's fine. Saying you choke under fire, it's a much better ex explanation for the Jacob Blake shooting than systemic racism. That's stupid. That's I mean, that's not provable. It's just accepted by by followers and and, and dummies. But if you say they choke in that moment, um, you you can elaborate on that. You could say it's a tough job. You're under the under literally under gun under the fi under fire, and you make a snap decision. It's not always the right one. That's a decent case to make. I don't sure comparing it to a three foot putt. All you're doing is giving your enemies uh, fodder. Yeah, but they don't need him to say choked and compared to golf to get have fodder. They're going to make up fodder no matter what. And I thought that's a good metaphor for choking in golf. And he says it, you know, that's how he communicates. He's inarticulate and he's staggered and he, you know, uses these blocky metaphors. And I think that's good. I think that's fine. I, I, I understand what he's saying. He's saying in that moment, you know, sometimes a moment is bigger than you. Sometimes you're bigger than the moment. And, and that that's fine. You and know what he should have done? He should have said you're like a kicker in football because football, you know. Yeah. People can relate to football. People, you know, golf yeah, is the elitist thing. So he doesn't play I, it football. wasn't it wasn't a major gaffe. It wasn't like no. a Bidenism stumbling it, it's over. It's a good talking point. It's not a gaffe at all. And also he doesn't play football, so he doesn't have that experience. He doesn't he's not a kicker in football. 
um, but in another, what, what are you saying that he chokes in golf? Cause he would never admit that. Have you ever no. choked in golf? He would say no, never. No, other people choke around <laughs> him. I assume is yeah, what he's people saying. he plays with, he stares them down and they choke. But, but now he, with the CNN, with the new news model being fact checkers on MSNBC and CNN. So when, after Trump is done speaking, they'll say Trump just uh, lied 35 times, whatever. They're so nitpicky and it's not fact checking. If you listen to the CNN's new, like waif, Daniel Dale, who looks like he should be at a wine bar with Stelter and uh, and Chris Hayes, he's um, you know, he's not fact checking. He's rebutting everything Trump says, and he's advocating for Biden. So the other day, Trump said, uh, you know, Joe Biden's controlled by dark forces. Uh, it's not his own doing. Whatever they said, the the fact checker got up there and said, no, Joe Biden's his own man, and he he's been a, a politician for years, and he's got his own set of beliefs. It's like that's not fact checking, that's you advocating it's, for him. So, it, but so that's why it's good. And so if Trump throws out stuff like the golf, and they want to go after all these small fish, let them go after them. That's that's great. If that's it, what the media wants it's, to do, it's amazing. I watched. I said this yesterday. I watched put on CNN uh, yesterday morning for the first time in a while, and it is just comical. All they do is spend their time saying Trump lied about this and lied about that, and and. The biggest story to come out of the, uh, you know, uh, whole coronavirus lockdown, you know, of the last five months, the biggest story, in my opinion, was this CDC report, which was quietly released, I think, on Friday, saying only 6% of those who, who allegedly died of coronavirus uh, died of strictly of coronavirus. The other 94% had another comorbidity a word that everyone has learned, another fatal condition. The average number is two and a half other fatal conditions. The the uh, the average age of decedents is uh, gone up. In Massachusetts, it's now 85. That's seven or eight years older than the average person who dies. Um, right. it's, it's killing really old people, frail people, people with other fatal conditions. That doesn't mean it's not serious, it's not deadly, but it's not 187,000 people who died of coronavirus. It's no. 9,200. It is not nearly as fatal for people without other fatal conditions as as we thought. That's huge news. the The news blackout on this is the is is, yeah. is staggering. I mean, Trump is they're, they're calling it a crazy conspiracy theory. It is literally from the CDC, which yeah. people like the New York Times and CNN relied on religiously until now until Trump is using it to make a point that it's really, the death toll is really not accurate. It's really not legitimate. And I'm looking everywhere. Uh, again, CNN, I'm looking online. They're either ignoring the story or they're lying about the story. This is, the, I thought the biggest lie uh, I've ever seen from the main story, the biggest example, the best example of media bias in recent times was the cover-up for Andrew Cuomo. That's ongoing they're doing their best to cover up for him. And he knows it, by the way. Do you hear the latest, Cuomo? They want the documents from uh, uh, all the deaths to investigate the deaths in nursing home in New York. He said they lost them. They can't find them. <laughs> it's amazing. He is the most diabolical uh, elected official in America. Andrew Cuomo is evil. I mean, yeah. his brother, his brother's a clown, and we'll get to that. But Cuomo is evil, and the media has his back. But this is worse because this is a national story. It's a story that has ramifications in to most people. I mean, to me, as soon as you heard this story that only 6% of 
the, the deaths are legitimately uh, definitely from coronavirus. That's another reason to open schools, open businesses, you know, go back to the gym. It changes everything, but they won't tell the truth. The media will not do it honestly because they're afraid they know it will help the orange man. And they don't care about the truth. They don't care about journalism or facts. They only care about bringing down the evil orange man. Right. And now you have, you talked about it yesterday, Charlie Baker, you know, throwing down with this restaurant owner saying, what do you want to be Florida? It's like, yeah, yeah, we want to be Florida. You know, Florida yeah. somewhere with the unemployment rate's not 17% Good. where the, you know, livelihoods of the next few generations are salvageable, unlike Massachusetts. No, it's, you're absolutely right. It's, it's crazy. And now since they've been so, they've, they've practiced, it's been so malpracticed. What they've done is now, and we saw this coming and I talked to a health guy, the guy who runs all the hospitals in Massachusetts, essentially three months ago, I said, is this going to affect the flu? The flu in 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 hospitalizations due to the flu? Are we going to have a problem? And he said, No, not at all. Now health experts are saying, Well, in Massachusetts, telling Baker to no, no, tether this to the flu. Now it's tethered to the flu, and if you're tethered to the flu because of sheer deaths or resources needed, what else will they tether it to? It's never going to end. These people are now <laughs> stuck in a morass, a quicksand of data and medical metrics that is providing them cover so that they never have to reckon with um, their failure to fight the pandemic because they failed with the pandemic. They're just increasing the runway of the pandemic. So it's an ongoing battle. So they never have to pay a price for it. And this is crazy. And it's not stopping. And this thing, making parents, you know, have kids vaccinated uh, for the flu now? What what, what, did this come from? We said there's no... (laughs) There's it no is relationship. A mandatory vaccine for the flu. And, 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 yeah. But these guys are out of control. Charlie Baker yes. is out of control. These, these liberal tyrants at the state level are just, I mean, they wake up every day and said, what else can I do to control the control the people? Um, and it's disappointing that uh, that, the, that the voters aren't rising up, that he has a good approval rating. And, you know, uh, Cuomo has not been. Uh, taken away in chains, and 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 Phil Murphy is still in office. I mean, these people are corrupt. They're immoral. They're 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 they don't think twice. I mean, Charlie Baker has destroyed at least four thousand restaurants and bars in Massachusetts, and it doesn't seem to bother him at all. I mean, this is a guy who cries on cue. He cried about made up people. Those fishermen in in uh, New Bedford that he made up. I mean, just fiction. He just made it up. He did a he did a Mike Barnacle. He did a Kevin Cullen. And he cried. So he's a performer. He's put, you know, a million people out of work. He's ruined four to 5,000 restaurants already, restaurants and bars, and he'll ruin more. And he does not care. It is, yeah. it's beyond callous. I mean, these people are are immoral. And Yeah, but Jerry, that fisherman story, I believe, was in the end about opioids. And if, if anything, if you talk to health experts in the, in the state now, the opioid epidemic has only been supercharged because of this. You know, this is fed into addiction. You've cloistered people with no resources, giving them no chance for outreach or um, or, or any kind of, you know, refrain from their inner demons or pre-existing conditions. Now, you've you've we have spurned in this uh, we have spurred in this state a a bigger pandemic than the pandemic could could ever have. Well, the pro football season is a few days away with the reigning champs set to take the field to kick off the season. There's no better place to get in on all the action than with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. 
To celebrate week one of the football season, DraftKings is putting you in the center of the action with two shots at a $1 million top prize. So get in on all the action now. Don't wait. Making it rain with DraftKings is easy. Draft your team, stay under the salary cap, and pile up the points for yards, touchdowns, and so much more. On top of that amazing offer, DraftKings is giving away a share of up to $100 million in prizes to all the users who enter their free football survivor pool. All you have to do is sign up for DraftKings, enter their survivor pool, and you'll instantly get a share of up to $100 million in giveaways. With all this cash up for grab, there's no better place to get in all the action than with DraftKings. Download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use promo code JERRY to get a free shot at the $1 million top prize. And for a limited time, get your share of $100 million in prizes once you enter DraftKings' free survivor pool. That's promo code JERRY, JERRY with a G, to get in on all the action for a limited time only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Other terms and conditions and eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. You see, uh, it was this kind of in-depth uh, report a guy did on Tucker last night about the uh, the death toll of coronavirus. And he estimated, and the and guy had done research. He, he writes for a city journal, and he writes, he's at a, at a think tank I call it Discovery Institute or something. And he said there are there have been 30, 30 times more death from the virus, uh, the, the, uh, th- from the uh, causes, I don't know what the term is, but other things, the suicides, the, the drug addictions, the heart attacks, the, um, the, uh, um, it is caused so much more misery than the virus itself, particularly in people under, you know, 70. It is, and these people like Cuomo and Baker and Murphy, they don't even acknowledge that. It's like, who cares about all the kids who are going to be permanently affected by not going to school that are, that are trapped in violent households that are, that are doing drugs, that are drinking, that are, you know, their lives are going off the tracks they don't care about that at all. They don't care about real people at all. These alleged liberals like like Baker and and Cuomo and Whitmer and, and Murphy, uh, you know, they they are skidding off. I mean, they wake up in the morning with a with a huge pup tent in their pants, including you know Baker and including Rep Whitmer. They all do a huge erection because they love this control. You know, they love uh, this power, and they're not gonna just give it up ever. You know, they, they're, they, they are enjoying this new role as, you know, dictator and, and, and tyrant. Right. I, well, I, do, I, do, I do wonder if the, the PR battle is going to shift a little bit. I don't know if you guys were like me. The only thing people wanted to talk about yesterday was the fours closing, right? And yeah, how, no, how crazy that fucking is. And these are people, the people who are so upset by it. These aren't people that wear masks. These are people who go outside with fucking hazmat suits on. You know what I mean? Like it's so it's it's one of those things where. You you bitch about the virus, but then you're shocked that this shit happens. You know what it's I mean? A, it's, a, it's a good point. That hit home for a lot of people. They said, "Wow!" And and it's not just that one. It's we, we've gone over it before. Cheers and and uh, legal seafood and Eastern Standard and all these places. And you say, "Well, this is real now. These things aren't coming back." And then they see a story if they if they are looking in the right places, like the CDC report that it's only that that the chances of you dying. Uh, it's nine ninety two hundred deaths out of three hundred thirty million people is like 
I'll say it again, 0.00001% of the population have died of coronavirus. For that, we've destroyed the economy. We've put millions of people out of work. We've destroyed businesses, mm-hmm. bars, restaurants. And, and by the way, the other thing these guys don't have a problem with is Amazon is thriving and Home Depot and Lowe's and you know big uh, grocery stores and Whole Foods. And they're fine. They're fine because the government has taken care of them. It is amazing to me that that the that that everybody hasn't bailed. You you mentioned the Fours, which is a sports bar in Boston, which was everybody loved, and it's going under because not because of the virus, because of the reaction to the virus, the right. overreaction. But how many examples, Tom Shattuck and Dave Kellenian, how many examples of the utter hypocrisy of these of these of these detestable people in power do we need? Yesterday we got the latest example of, of a queen Nancy, Nancy Pelosi going to get her hair done at a salon salon, which is shut down for everybody else. You can't get your hair done. Tom Shattuck. I'm sorry. In California, you can't get a haircut, which is absurd anyway, that you can't get a haircut in California. Um, but she can, she can. And this is a one. And, and by the way, she can do it without a mask. This is a woman who said you're immoral if you don't wear a mask. And she goes out without a mask and gets her hair done. It's on video. I'm sure you've seen it. Uh, if you haven't, it's 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 just what you'd expect. You know, some some uh, hairdresser guy waiting hand and foot on the queen, Nancy Pelosi. By the way, who I think she owns the building, right, where the salon she, was. I didn't even I know so. that. I think so, or so her husband does. But I made a quick list this morning, and you forget some of them. You know, the, the Philadelphia mayor, he was out to eat the other day at an indoor restaurant, which is against the law. You can't go to an indoor restaurant in Philadelphia unless you're the mayor. Lori Lightfoot, the mayor of Chicago, that space alien, went to get her hair done uh, when the salons and hair stylist places were closed in Chicago. And she said it was immoral to do it. She said, and then she defended it by saying, you know, I have to look good. I'm the face of the city. I hate to break it to you, Lori. It didn't work. Uh, I hate to break it to your hairdresser. It didn't work. Um Gretchen Whitmore went to her vacation home when she said it was against the law for you to go to your second home. And then we have uh, here in Massachusetts, Karen Polito, lieutenant governor, having a big graduation party while lecturing everybody else that they can't have gatherings more than 10 people. She had a big bash, you know, big drunken graduation bash. And you can't have you can't have a wedding with dancing. That's against the law. You can't have a funeral with more than 10 people. You can't hold the hand of your mother, father, grandmother, grandfather as they die in a nursing home. But John Lewis can have 17 funerals complete with jam-packed churches. At what point does the average person say, these people are full of shit? I'm not following anymore. I, I, I don't know how anybody thinks this is on the level anymore. Yeah, no, I think it's going to be happening more and more. And I think that, that people have seen... You can't, and you, you know, you've talked about it before too, but also celebrating the riots in the streets, celebrating the riots. This has been the year of gaslighting while doing all of this, being hypocritical about it in front of people so they can see it then celebrating the riots and riots in the streets and then telling people, normal people whose businesses have been destroyed, that there weren't riots in the streets and you're being tone deaf if you say there were. And then saying, okay, there might have been something, but it was right-wing people who were doing the riding in the streets. It was Trump's fault. Exactly. And it was Trump's fault. And it's absolutely – no, I completely agree with you. 
and it's nuts. We torpedoed up here in Massachusetts. We failed. We killed the economy, and we killed 10,000 people, essentially. And it, we, it didn't have to be that way. We screwed it up. We got it wrong. The problem, though, Jerry, is that it's continuing, is that they've tethered this, like I said before, to the flu now. And what's going to be tethered to next? You got to think like people driving around or behaviors, you know, you know, why are people still eating red meat? If is red meat still on the, right. on the, on the, on the, in the, on the, on the naughty list. Yeah. Um, well, Kamala, Kamala Harris said she wants federal guidelines on diet, federal dietary right. restrictions to decrease the, the consumption of red meat. That is frightening. The right. People, but if we're they, worried about 20 people dying per day for whatever reason, and the government now feels that it's in its purview to make sure that doesn't happen for whatever reason, there are no constraints on it. And we've got a governor here now who's got a 90% approval rate. So why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't uh, it's, he? It's, I, I guess my disappointment is in my fellow citizens across the country that they haven't ris risen up yet and, and said, this is insane. You're a tyrant. I mean, how could anybody, if they would get a call, say, do you approve of the job Cuomo's doing or Murphy or Baker. How can anybody say yes? Have they seen the unemployment numbers? Have they seen uh, the the businesses going under? People who losing their life savings and these yep. and these and these. these and you these think Jerry? Listen, people are just saying, yeah, that's you know to stop the the spread. That is a lie. And You're being lied to. Think by, about by, what the fours did to survive all these years and what they went through in the 70s in the 80s when you had the the green line was up there and the entire west end smelled like piss remember and uh and nobody would ever go there except for bruins fans getting drunk before and after the the games and for them to hang on and now of course the west end is something you know that's or, or was at least eight months ago and those uh those um those rents have gone through through the roof to just hang on what they've done the success story that that was the success story of Cheers and Tom Kershaw to open something in Faneuil Hall. Faneuil Hall now in Quincy Market is what it was in 1971 before they right. came in and, and changed it. These places are done. These are finished. Boston is done. And I mean, and, and, and New York is worse. New yeah. York. I mean, the streets the streets are clogged. I've seen the video with U-Hauls. People who can have the means to get out are getting out. They're going to lose their tax base. You're going to see, you know, a liberal nirvana. In New York City, you're going to just see uh, homeless encampments, uh, you know, drug guys shooting up in the street, taking dumps in the sidewalk. It's going to be uh, real nasty. And I guess that's you get what you vote for. I mean, they voted for this de Blasio buffoon. They voted for this monster killer Cuomo. We in Massachusetts voted for this tyrant, this rhino tyrant, Charlie Baker, who doesn't give a damn that every day, you know, dozens and dozens, if not hundreds of businesses are, are, are going belly up. And it's just remarkable to me that people are still, you know, out there supporting, you know, supporting these people, voting for these people. You had election yesterday. I haven't looked at the numbers yet, but I'm going to guess Ayanna Presley got about 90% of the vote. Ayanna Presley, who encouraged the rioting, who said we need more civil mm -hmm. unrest. And days later, a Trump supporter is assassinated on the on the streets of Portland. Portland. Days, days, day, you know, days later, their businesses are burning. A, a, a car dealership in Kenosha owned by an immigrant family, torched, ruined. And 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 what are Ayanna Presley and her supporters say? Hey, they got insurance. These people <laughs> do not know what it like what it's like to work. They don't know what it's like to earn an honest paycheck. Uh, to build a business, they think 
hey, if insurance covers it, what's the big deal? Right. This is their life. This is what they do for a living. This is what their family does for a living. It's all taken away from them. And they think because the insurance company probably gives them, you know, 50 cents on the dollar and gives them a check that it's all better. These people are fools. Right. And they're dangerous. I mean, my my congressperson, the crazy Ayanna Presley, Ringo, the, 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 the least known member of the squad, literally encourages more violence in the streets. And I'll, I'll check the numbers. But she she won in a landslide yesterday. She'll win in a landslide in November. She'll be in Congress for her whole freaking life, uh, and and she'll be encouraging Antifa every chance she gets. Because why the hell not? Why not? Well, I, also, I assume Ariana Presley was um, unopposed for the in the Democratic Party because if you dare run as a Democrat against her, there would be physical threats against you, if not physical harm at you. It, yeah, no, it's it, it it is it is nuts and. The thing is, it's minority neighborhoods that have been hurt the most. Right. This whole thing. I mean, in and nobody wants to report on that, but you have set back these minority neighborhoods. And you talk about, you know, Trump says that he was the best president for black people since Lincoln. Yeah, that's a bit of a hyperbole. But if you think about the black condition during Donald Trump's presidency, just go back to January, record low unemployment, more freedoms than ever, than ever more le- fewer uh, obstructions in- to business than ever for the first time really ever since D- Jim Crow was finally snuffed out you had uh you know the black condition being ascendant in elevating out of the sad reality that is this terrarium of the inner city that they've been put in unfortunately and it was just nuked by politics well, simply by politics. I, I mean, I think he got a huge bounce in the black community from uh, the convention. It was done so well done. There were so many good uh, African American speakers, from Herschel Walker to Kim Klasich and to uh, uh, Al, uh, Burgess Owens, uh, um, Alice Johnson. You want to talk about a campaign ad they could put together, and they put, they're going to put one together from yesterday when he was uh, touring the ruins of Kenosha. Um, and there was a black family there with signs saying, you know, thank you, Donald Trump. It, it was a great visual, like most of his public appearances are. He can he can still, you know, scare up a crowd like no one I've ever seen. And that'll be that's probably already an ad. Uh, but how about Alice Johnson, who did 22 years for nonviolent offense, who was uh, locked up because of uh, the Clinton Biden? I mean, the, the Clinton crime bill, which Biden supported. Um, he authored, Jerry, didn't support. He authored, I'm sorry. Um, she was at the uh, at the acceptance uh, speech at the convention, and then she got harassed. Mm-hmm. She got accosted by Black Lives Matter goons outside the White House. Consider that an elderly <laughs> or an older black woman who was freed from prison by Donald Trump, uh, who was hoping, you know, he might get a little neck rub from Kim Kardashian, but whatever. He did it. You know, I don't know what his motivations were. He did it. She's there. She's happy. She's free. She, her sentence was commuted, uh, and then she was pardoned. She got the whole deal, and then Black Lives Matter harassed her and heckled her. Yes. As she's, I mean, what would they prefer, that she stay in prison for, for forever? I mean, it just – I hope yeah, they well, encourage that and play that up because it tells you a lot. Right, and that's the – obviously, that's the Black Lives Matter, the, the Marxist organization that, that did that – 
But he has done remarkable things. You know, every Democrat running right now, every Democrat who has a district that has it, that includes a minority community is running on the First Step Act right now. And that act was signed by Donald Trump. Donald Trump coerced Republicans to uh, to support that in the Senate. He coerced Republicans to support that in the House. He made phone calls. He got his guys on it and said, you're going to support this. I need you to do it. And they said, this is against our principles. You know, it, the, the mass incarceration is not a good thing, but we're not for the early release of, of a lot of these violent criminals. And Trump said, support it anyway. You're going to do it. and I'm going to sign it. And he did. It could never have gotten done. Never have gotten done. Democrats will run on that, and they always leave his name out of it. But that is a huge, huge step. I have problems with the First Step Act. You know, I, I like the idea of it, that there's redemption and a second chance, and that's that's huge. But, I mean, for them to run on the First Step, Step Act but suggest Trump is a white supremacist, what kind of white supremacist releases young men from incarceration and in mass? You know, uh, it's it's a good it's a you know the whole white supremacist thing is so stupid. I mean, you really think that he's a white? I mean, you don't have to like him, but you is that really where you want to go? That he's white supremacist, Nazi? I mean, that is that does that persuade anybody? It just I, I just don't know why you go there. Like they right. did with Kyle with Kyle Rittenhouse. You know, my freaking Cong again, my crazy congressperson called Kyle Rittenhouse a white supremacist and a terrorist, a seventeen-year-old. You know, Boy Scout, police uh, cop wannabe who goes to protect businesses, minority owned businesses that were under siege, went there to and then protected himself when he was getting attacked. The Democrats, uh, that's another losing hand. You want to portray Kyle Rittenhouse as a first degree murderer? Good luck. There's uh, as NPR, you know, NPR that, you know, those welfare uh, recipients at NPR said that. Uh, uh, the, uh, the Trump, another another uh, uh, outfit that all they do is accuse Trump of lying about everything. NPR says Trump's lying about Rittenhouse. Uh, he says he was acting in self-defense with no evidence at all. This is what NPR <laughs> wrote. I reacted. I tweeted back at them. Other than the videotape, the photographers, the eyewitnesses, there was no evidence at all. If you're just speaking out your ass, I can understand. But if you watch the video... You know, Kyle Rittenhouse was acting in self-defense. There is no debate about that. He is getting attacked. He would be dead if he didn't shoot back. Now, you can say he should, never should have been there. That doesn't matter. He had a right to be there. He was there legally. The cops saw him, and they knew that he was. Uh, the gun was registered. Uh, it was legal. Uh, one guy that one of the scumbags, uh, Huber, uh, bashed him with a skateboard. The other guy was uh, was going to kill him. Rosenbaum was going to kill Rittenhouse. The third guy, whose his army shot up, had a gun and was ready to point it and shoot Rittenhouse. It is so laughable that there's even a, a trial, that there's even a charge. It is a, it is a dic dictionary definition of self-defense. But in my opinion, go for it. You know, Ayana and you know, the, every, all the Nancy Pelosi, go for it. Say Rittenhouse should be tried and convicted because you'll never win that case. The public can see with their own two eyes that he was uh, acting in self-defense. But right, we got to get to a couple things. I, I, I just I just lose it every day when I see these governors just not giving a shit about the damage they are doing, the lives they are ruining. And and people who aren't, it's just aren't paying attention, who don't care, who vote for Ayanna Presley and and, you know, vote for 
whatever, Ed Markey, and vote for these people that are encouraging this this incredible damage that's being done to our economy and to our, our people. All right, today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. I don't know if you guys out there are like me, but I'm always looking for new ways to improve my quality of life. I mean, right now, going through what we are in the world today, having two kids at home, both myself and my wife both working, it is an insanely stressful time in my household right now. I don't know what you guys are going through, but I am so happy that I found BetterHelp.com. Whether it's depression, stress, anxiety, relationship issues, BetterHelp can be there for you. And they have licensed professional counselors all over that can help you. And the best part of all is you can do it from the comfort of your own home. You connect in a safe and private online environment. It's insanely convenient. You're not waiting in a waiting room. I mean, there's tons of things out there that impact your happiness on a daily basis. And you can go to betterhelp.com right now, betterhelp.com slash Callahan, and you start to answer some questions and guess what they're going to do? They're going to match you with a licensed counselor that handles the exact stress points that you're going through. I did it myself. You should do it. That's BetterHelp, betterhelp.com slash Callahan. And guys, don't just take my word for it. There are thousands of reviews at betterhelp.com. That's betterhelp.com where you can learn of all the great experiences people just like you have had with licensed counselors all over the country. It's the same thing with me. It's all the stress going on with during this time, like I mentioned, and my counselor has been there for me via video sessions for the last month. I've been using it for a month. I love it. I'm going to continue using it. I hope you do too. You can go to betterhelp.com slash Callahan. That's betterhelp.com dot com slash Callahan. I'm telling you, you will not regret doing what I did. And here's what you can do. You can go to betterhelp.com slash Callahan. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Callahan, because I want you, Jerry wants you, we all want you to live a happier life starting right now. So as a listener, you get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash Callahan. That's 10% off your first month by going to betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Callahan. Join the over 1 million people just like me who are taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Callahan. A uh, couple things. We, um, I mentioned Biden earlier. We'll do this quick because uh, I said we got a gaff a day from Biden. This one's a, a, like seven or eight seconds, but it's funny. I always find it funny when guys like read the thing off the teleprompter. It's so Ron Burgundy-ish, you know, uh, 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 and uh, Biden does it on a regular basis. But yesterday he read whatever it is, the message that was on there, the direction that was on the teleprompter for him. And he read it direct. Did you see this yet, Shattuck? No, no. What's the president doing? But look, Venezuela's top line message is President Trump's policy is an abject failure. <laughs> That's he wasn't supposed to read top line message. <laughs> and he's just he's just so over his head. Uh, and then they had an appearance. Did you see the appearance? Well, I guess it's not an appearance. By the way, since March, the number of public appearances uh, Trump has had is, is over 150. The number of Joe Biden, five, five. <laughs> and he had an appearance yesterday, and he's uh, with Kamala Harris, Kamala, just sitting there in this bizarre setting, like eight feet apart, talking. <laughs> he has yet to, since he's named her VP, which was a disastrous pick, by the way, but we've gone over that. Since he's named her, he has not taken one question from the media, not even from his the sycophants, not even from his fans, you know, at CNN, Washington Post, New York Times, Boston Globe. He hasn't even had 
you know, called on the guy who said to Obama, what has enchanted you the most? I mean, <laughs> he could take questions and they'd be softballs. I mean, there would be there. There's these are essentially campaign volunteers. He hasn't taken one question since he's named Kamala Harris as VP, which is amazing to me. But right. And no. And they said the campaign said that they understand now that the city's unrest now are destroying. The what you doing? Trying on glasses with Zenny's 3D virtual try on. Wait, are those the actual prices? I say get all of them. Seriously, why not? Right? Oh, now I want new glasses. Zenny.com quality prescription glasses starting at $6.95. I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name. Scam was masterfully designed. New episodes available now. Subscribe to the Perfect Scam podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Neighborhoods and businesses, so they're going to engage immediately and mobilize immediately after Labor Day. So it's so important <laughs> that they're going to get them after after uh, Labor Day. But it, like, listen to this, what we heard last it, two appearances ago. COVID has taken this year, just since the outbreak, has taken more than 100 years. Look, here's the lives. It's just, it's, I mean, think about it. More lives this year than any other year. That is, That's yeah, that, that. That I, you know what's even funnier? Have you read the transcript of that? It's hilarious. I mean, he is, and and uh, our friend Howie Carr did a whole column of Biden gaffes, which he does, and I can't, I laugh out loud at them. The, the, if this guy were running for you know small town mayor or or, or whatever, a, a sewer commissioner, you'd say, nah, I think his time has passed. The idea that he is fit to be commander in chief is comical. Nobody. That's not a gaff. That's not a gaff. That's him. Uh, you know, shutting down way. in the middle of a sentence. He shut down and then he restarted and he reset. And he said, look, here's the deal. Here's the deal. That's what he right. does. What he, what, here's the deal. Or come on, man. Right. Or his little devices. A, a gaff is what he used to do when he said, stand up, Chuck, or, you know, it's a three letter word jobs, J O B S. That was, those were gaffes. He doesn't have that anymore. He doesn't have the presence of mind to expand enough to even gaff. He's, this is all defense now. He loses his train of thought and he shuts down and then he resets in front of people and says, look, or, or you know what? I, I've said enough. I've said enough. I should, okay, right. I should say, I shouldn't say anymore. That That's my favorite. I've said enough. It is going to, I mean, this, these, these debates are just going to be glorious and I don't think Trump will be great. I think he's not a great debater. He, he doesn't have to be. He just has to, you know, stare at uh, Joe Biden and, the only thing Biden's got going for him when they debate, if they debate, is uh, the low expectations. I mean, if Biden, you know, comes out and, the, and his underwear is on the inside of the pants and not the outside, it'll be a victory. That'll that'll be the barometer. If he comes out and he doesn't have his underwear outside his pants, then the media will say, wasn't he amazing? Oh, yeah. Just falling all over themselves because he oh, gave yeah. it. Twenty-five minute Trump, speech and his teeth didn't fall out. They were right, just Trump's, so uh, fireworks display probably illegal, very troublesome, right, probably right. illegal. Hat act. He violated yeah, the hat act. That's right. Hatch act. Mail post office. Hatch act. Exactly. Biden's. Wow. This is the speech of his life. The speech of his life. We've never seen something like this before. It's it was remarkable. But thankfully, people know this. Thankfully, this is one good thing 
Jeez, I, I guess we can thank Rush Limbaugh for 35 years ago putting, setting people, calibrating people to notice this stuff. So it's now, it's like a, it's a hobby for people well, in the middle. We've, of we've never seen anything like this. I'm telling you, I'm a, a student of media bias. I read all the books, and you know, Bernie Goldberg to to, to Mark Levin, and I, I follow Newsbusters and Media Research Center and all that. We've never seen anything like this, and we. I already just talked about it. The you know the the debunking of the CDC report, the coverage for Andrew Cuomo. It's remarkable the lying, the the the, the level of lying they're, they're doing to to help their right. guy Biden and and destroy Trump. It is off the charts. I mean, it, 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 you, there's no better visual to sum up the state of the media than the CNN guy saying it's mostly peaceful and the Chiron saying mostly peaceful as a building burns in the background. I mean, that's all you need to know. I think people are wising up to it for, for a couple of reasons. We got a lot more access. Right. Uh, the, and people are, are really uh, into this story. It's the biggest story of our lives. I think I would say, uh, I mean, 9-11 is, is close, but I would say this coronavirus and the realignment of our society mm-hmm. is the biggest story of our lives. And right. I think people are invested in it, and they're re- and they're noticing that they're being lied to. Oh, yeah. did, did you hear that? Uh, did you hear that call that Stelter got yesterday when he was on yes, oh, yeah. C-SPAN? <laughs> my favorite is the little jab about how you're forced to watch C-SPAN in the air, uh, for CNN in the airport. That was. Well, I mean, I said this is this is an uh, this is a uh, incredible time of radicalized uh, media criticism. So he said, "It's you who have the problem." The media criticism, right. people have been radicalized to criticize the media more than we've ever had. He then said, yes, it's true that people in on the coast tend to be more liberal. And yes, we get it wrong sometimes. The thing they get it wrong sometimes, you know, just tells you all you need to know. But the new model I, is the new model is the Jim Shuto, Daniel Dale model or Anderson Cooper, Daniel Dale model, where Jim Shuto will pretend to be a straight, non-biased, unbiased anchor. And say we've had disturbing um, comments from President Trump, and they'll play a, a, a soundbite. Disturbing comments from tra- President Trump, Trump, which seems to us um, like they're unorthodox and probably shouldn't be normalized. He'll act like he's upset. Then he hands it off to Daniel Dale, who's this little waif um, guy uh, who who's the fact checker. And Daniel Dale says, as if he's as if Shooter's handing it off to a non-biased guy who's down the middle. Daniel Dale says, you know. I don't really like to say this, but this is wacky. This is conspiracy theories by the president. He said this, that, this, that, this, that. And these are and all he's doing is he's simply rebutting what Trump says and advocating for Biden. But they're doing it under the guise of fact checkers. And what blows this out, of course, now is that MSC, NBC now has their own fact checkers, too. So they're bringing in. They had to because nobody has credibility in the newsroom anymore. They're bringing the newly minted fact checkers in to convince us that Trump is a liar and, right. and, and malevolent, et cetera. And it's remarkable to see it's dumb, which is a problem, which is I just think that that's the, one of the biggest problems that these media folks have. As you you know, Jerry, you've worked, uh, you know, in, in uh, at Entercom, the media organization, and the, the level of management and decision making is has gradually, not gradually, maybe steeply uh, decreased in in incompetence over the years. It was and never. It's not, it's not just to me. It's not just incompetence. It's fear. I mean, these people operate out of fear. They wake up and they go to work and they say, 
How can I you know, keep the, the, the mob from coming after me today? How can I avoid, you know, offending the wrong person or getting canceled today? That's the state of the media. That to me is the scariest thing. I think eventually, you know, people like Ayanna Presley, they'll, they'll, I don't know, move on. I mean, it might be, you know, 30 years, but they will eventually move on the, the, what big tech is doing is scarier than anything. And, uh, you know, we have a great example today with, uh, with Joe Rogan, but the examples never end. I mean, uh, uh, this guy, Mark Dice, very popular conservative on Twitter, tweeted out a video of uh, Kyle Rittenhouse with his little medical kit and helping people who are hurt. You know, that's what he was there for. He was like a medic. He said, I'm going to help people. And then when they went, when they went after him, he shot in self-defense. But so it's a video of him just tending to wounded people on the streets of Kenosha and they took it down, and they're threatening to suspend the account. Now, help me with the logic in that. Isn't that sort of newsworthy? Isn't that, I mean, isn't, shouldn't that be just something notable for all of us, whether you think Ruttenhouse is a, a cold-blooded murderer or you think he was in self, or you think, or you, you know that he was acting self-defense? So you have big tech, you have Twitter saying you can't tweet out a video of Kyle Rittenhouse tending to someone's wound. It's just insane. And you see it every day with Facebook and Twitter and, you know, like the, like Trump talking about the CDC report and they're uh, taking that down or uh, censoring the, the, the president talking about something the CDC reported, but it's not helping Biden. So big tech is taking it down. It is scary. And we'll get into the Joe Rogan thing. And uh, we haven't even talked about the end of the Kennedy crime family, the end of the <laughs> dynasty. I'm not celebrating night, that, Jerry. Which is uh, me either. Well, although I am a little bit, but I'll get to that um, after I get to Shake Concrete. Let me tell you about Shake Concrete. This is for you homeowners and home builders. Did you know that Shake Concrete has a huge selection of precast concrete steps? They're not all the same. You don't just get plain old concrete steps. Shea's got a variety of them, and all of them can make your house look better, make it worth more. Whether you're building a new home or you need to replace an old stair, Shea has great values with designs for any home available in concrete or customized with beautiful stone, granite, or brick. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home. In most cases, they can remove your old stairs and have you walking up your new front steps within hours. You can learn more about Shea's precast concrete steps at SheaConcrete.com, where you can also look for a job. If you're looking for jobs, they're hiring at all their plants and they're always looking for CDL drivers. And you can also check out the precast the precast podcast, the best podcast in the precast business. Also happens to be the only one. But you want to learn more about the business. You want to learn more about what Shay can do. Check out the precast podcast, which I was on once a while ago, but probably still up there. Uh, second best uh, podcast out there. Precast concrete. I mean, precast podcast from Shay Concrete. Anyway. Let's uh, before we get to uh, the end of the Kennedy dynasty, which can't be a bad thing. I'm going to look at the bright side, Shattuck. Um, Joe Rogan was it was big news a couple months ago um, when Joe Rogan uh, moved to Spotify exclusively on Spotify, the most popular podcast. I forget the numbers. Uh, is it over a million downloads a day, Cullinane? Um, But he used oh, to yeah. be. Oh, it's easily. It's a couple million, what is it? Whatever, it's huge. And it's kind of, it's always been a little bit of a mystery to me because it's good some days when he has some guest who's 
who's crazy or who's interesting, but he has people I've never heard of. He talks to him for two, three hours and he gets a million downloads. I don't know. I don't know how he does it, but he does. It's kind of like the the Stern effect. Remember when like Stern got so much credit about his interview skills with celebrities and stuff like that? Like Joe Rogan's kind of that guy now. You know what I mean? And and he's not overtly political. I mean, he doesn't think Biden's fit to be president, but then he's generally libertarian, but then he endorses Bernie Sanders. So you can't really nail him down for politics in this political age. He's not, you know, Ben Shapiro or Pod Save America. He's kind of, I don't know, moderate or middle of the road or libertarian. But anyway, anyway, very, very, very popular podcast. The most famous podcaster ever goes to Spotify for a hundred million dollars for five years or some insane amount of money, a little bit more than uh, we're making here on the Callahan podcast. Um, I, I, I forget. He gets gets 3 million downloads an episode. (laughs) We're, we're, we're heading that direction. As, uh, as, uh, um, Colonnade tweeted out last night. I just retweeted it. We surpassed 3 million downloads. Nice. And we did it a while ago. Inside six months, we, we reached 3 million downloads. And I'll give you all the credit, Shattuck. But, uh, and the Burn Barrel podcast is heading in that direction. I can feel it. I'm at five right now. Uh, um, it's trending. Um, but anyway, Rogan goes to Spotify, makes all this money. Everybody's talking about it. Everybody's impressed. Um, and... He's saying, that's fine. We'll get to hear his podcast just in a different place. The first day, the Spotify decides they're not going to make available all his podcasts. They are going to purge the ones they don't like, which is just mind-boggling to me. This is a media company looking for as many downloads, as much uh, clearance as they can get. Yeah, you, you can't. And the most famous, uh, or the I, uh, among the most well-known podcasts from from Rogan are these crazy guests uh, with these crazy, like Alex Jones. Alex Jones is nuts. He, he he went on some crazy rants. They're friends, which I'm sure that bothers a lot of people. That Rogan is friendly with Alex Jones, doesn't hate him, uh, but he had him on. He let him spout. He let him talk all about his crazy about he, all kinds of crazy shit about space yeah. aliens and. You know, the government controlling your mind, which is what you expect from Alex Jones. You can't hear that anymore. Spotify has purged it. You can't hear Milo Yiannopoulos. Yeah, who's anodyne, actually, if you think about it. And that's totally antithetical to the spirit of the Joe Rogan show. It's that he has has no real priors. You're right. He's unlearned in, in politics, in policy. He organically has his own views on things. And that's why he's so such a refreshing guy. And that's why his condemnation of Biden was so damaging, because he's not an advocate for any of this stuff. This is not his world, but he's a huge influence because he's a great he's a great interviewer and he's got ultimate self-confidence and it helps bring a lot of content out of people. And it's it's very useful. Spotify effed up. They cannot do this thing and expect to try to purge Joe Rogan content is a big damn mistake. And that they're gonna there's going to be ramifications for it. And Rogan's not why, going to- why, why, you know, why? I mean, uh, if you're Spotify, I don't care if it's full of liberals. I don't care if everybody at the company, and I'm sure they are, is, you know, big Biden supporter and hates Trump. Aren't you in business of podcasting? Aren't you in the business of bringing in listeners and customers? Yes. Well, first, first of all, the Michelle Obama podcast was the most listened to podcast on Spotify last month. So that's, we know, we know where they stand politically, obviously. I, you probably just heard in the background, I, an ad started to play. I just wanted to confirm 
the Joe Rogan podcast with Alex Jones is still available on his YouTube channel. That video has over, it's approaching 23 million views on mm-hmm. YouTube. So, you know, Spotify has a licensing deal with Rogan. They clearly said, okay, we're going to censor you and keep some episodes off, which is just stupid on their end. But if yep. you're Joe Rogan, who my first question to you guys before the show was, have you seen him comment? I haven't seen anything out of him or Spotify commenting on this, but I would assume his his comment back is, well, it's on my YouTube page, so I don't really give a shit. Go ahead. Do whatever the hell you want. Maybe, but the, the thing is that this podcast revolution, and it's Joe Rogan on you know where he is, and it's Ben Shapiro where he is on the right, and it's Sam Harris on the left. Part of the, the, the almost the guiding principle is no cancel culture. And this reeks of cancel culture yes. when they're doing this. And, 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 and don't, didn't you think Rogan had the power to control something like this? That he made when he made this deal, they wouldn't be able to do this. I'm thinking, uh, he's not happy. And I, I tweeted that, and you asked that just now, Colin. I mean, is he going to come out and say this is bullshit? This is not the deal. I, I, you know, I put Alex Jones back up there. Jerry, remember mem- uh, management at Intercom? You know, the 25, 27 year old, 34 year old, know nothings who made programming decisions. So right. we need to be careful. You know, saying we need to be careful in a meeting wins the meeting sometimes. So these know nothings. Right. Yes. We should it's, all, it's all that matters. Shattuck, you're so right. It's all that matters. You will never hear a programming meeting at Intercom, or I'm going to guess most stations in this day and age where everybody's walking on eggshells, they don't have meetings about. What would be the best content? What would what would bring in the most listeners? What would really really work? Of uh, in terms of radio, what the conversation is always about is what's the safest. How do we keep the the wolves you know from our door? That's all that matters in radio. That's why people like like Rogan and Callahan are succeeding and Colony well, right. and Chaddock because people part- know radio has been emasculated. You cannot get dangerous content or, or controversial content anymore it is all milk toast it is all everybody is playing scared well the quick yeah the, whole, the stupid part of this is people don't go to joe rogan for his analysis on today's news he is a evergreen podcast where people are literally going to listen to whoever he's talking to about anything in the world there's no timeliness for the most part right you know yeah. minus his interview with sanders during all that, but but for the most part so why would you get rid of his most popular interview <laughs> that, that people are going to continually seek out. So, by the way, Alex Jones is just a conspiracy nut. He's not a, like a Republican. You know, he's a cons- crazy conspiracy guy. I heard that podcast like everyone else. It was very entertaining. He's nuts. Um, uh, and I, they get I high together. All- they, him and Rogan they, just smoke weed together, and him and the Tesla guy, uh, you know, got drunk. Yeah, Elon together. Musk. Yeah. 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 Is that up there, Elon Musk smoking weed? Yeah, I believe uh, it is. I, t- I tell you what else is up there. I just logged on, uh, got on Spotify. Do you guys know who Duncan Trussell is? Yeah, he's a he's a comedian, right? Yeah. Yes. Do you think he's interesting? I don't not. I've people. never heard of him. Um, so he's, he, uh, I, uh, he was uh, he's a comedian. He's uh, got a podcast called The Duncan Trussell Family Hour. Hmm, haven't heard of it. Um, he's got some show on Netflix. Uh, Rogan sat down with him. I believe this was his first Spotify or first week at Spotify, at least five hours and 19 minutes, <laughs> five hours and 19 minutes. Shattuck, you know, I like you. You're, you know, I like, I like all, you know, I like turtle boy and Reamer and all you guys. 
Uh, I couldn't do five hours and 19 minutes with, with anybody. I don't think, um, Duncan, and, and I wouldn't want to, would you? I mean, honestly, that will that get a million downloads? Will a million people listen to five hours and 19 minutes with Duncan Trussell? No, but they don't have to. They can listen to 90 seconds of it. It means the exact same thing. You know, they That's just true. They just uh, didn't hear the the 12 advertisers, hopefully, that, that play. But with. I wouldn't, I'd look at that number, 519, and say, I'm sorry. I mean, unless you're a cross country trucker. You, you don't have time. It's like listening to going to a Grateful Dead concert. It's just a long jam. Everybody's high. They're just into it. You know, it's not about the, the particular content. It's kind of the look and feel a lot of times with with Rogan. And they're into it. If you and I were up at your, your uh, main uh, mansion uh, compound and we're hanging out in the balcony just drinking beers, you could probably do that for five five hours and that's what rogan does i'd be pushing it you know five hours uh <laughs> that's, that, that's a that, that would be a disaster if you played golf and it took that long you'd be miserable if you had to take a car ride or a flight that's almost all the way across the country in a plane five hours and Colin and i are trying to tighten this up trying to keep it yeah you know a little closer to an hour than an hour and a half we're trying but it's that's not the easy thing. Like that's what's great. He doesn't give a shit. He well, just, you know what's great is it works. Side. Yeah, that's he's all. also an extremist. Like he he works out extremely. You know he does all of his stuff. He does like the um, hunting and other recreations. He does in an extreme fashion, and he does his podcast in, a, in an extreme fashion. He doesn't mess around. I tell you, he threatened to move to Texas when they, you know, the, yeah, obviously not, L.A. L.A. is in a state of lawlessness and the state taxes and everything else. A month later, he was doing his show from Texas, and he's got a wife and kids. He yeah. just and and I heard I was talking to Mike Clark and Lenny Clark because they were on the podcast, and they said it's amazing. He's got like an air. This is in L.A. He said he has like an airplane hangar with a ring, an MMA ring in it, and all the workout equipment. And the door opens. They're waiting for him, and he just pulls in in his Tesla, jumps out, and says, "What's up, guys?" They sit down for three hours and tell stories, yeah. and he's done. He, I mean, he's got a great thing going. You know, and he's out there, you know, hunting big game and like eating the hearts of the elk that he just shot. He's he's <laughs> he's an interesting guy. I'm not sure yeah. Duncan Trussell's five hours and nineteen minutes interesting, but who am I? Who am I? I think to it's question? great, and it's also it's good if I mean uh, I have I have a lawn now, so he's, it's kind of thing you can listen to on the lawn when you don't need to take notes in your mind. I think it's a it's a great show, and I'm I'm thrilled that he's doing what he did. I think that his that his condemnation of Joe Biden is devastating and people aren't polled on that. People aren't polled on cancel, cancel culture, but Donald Trump mentions it all the time. And I think that means a lot to people. And I know some people in radio liberals and radio who are now Trump people who hate Trump, but I will vote for him simply because they're afraid their hosts are going to be canceled. You know, they're afraid. It's, got yellow, be no question. it's no question. It is going to get worse. As I, I said, from the beginning of this podcast, I said, there is something every day from the cancel culture, whether it's, you know, the, I mean, we've done it literally every day. People in in the media getting canceled for whatever, saying all lives matter or, or Joe Rogan being censored by Spotify or Facebook or Twitter censored. Ann Coulter got suspended by Twitter for saying she wants to vote, uh, elect Kyle Rittenhouse to be the president. She wants Kyle Rittenhouse as the president. Now, obviously, that's just snark. That's just a wisecrack. She's talking about a guy who shot two people in self-defense, two really bad people in self-defense. 
They didn't take the tweet down. They didn't put a warning on it. They suspended her. She's got like 2 million followers. She's out because she dared not criticize Kyle Rittenhouse. It is, that shit is scary. But uh, um, here's, I'm trying to uh, celebrate this, Shattuck, and maybe you can help me out. Yesterday, September 1, 2020, marked the end, the official end of the Kennedy dynasty. The Kennedy crime family, which has been in office for, for whatever it is, 50 years in some form or fashion, uh, has never lost an election in Massachusetts. When he first, when Joe Kennedy III first announced he was running at, against Markey, I said, well, that's the end of Ed Markey. Um, but then the tide turned. The, the, and you know why it did? Because the radical left is in control now. Because mm-hmm. uh, the Boston Globe and AOC and Ayanna Presley, they backed Markey, even though he's a 74-year-old uh, you know, nobody. Uh, they backed Markey, and Markey won, and it wasn't even close. And Joe <laughs> Kennedy is gone, and so are all the other Kennedys. We are done with the Kennedys. I'm trying to look at the bright side, even though the Globe has taken a, a victory lap here. Uh, and and it is remarkable when you think about it. The Boston Globe went against a Kennedy. They normally isn't they, that remarkable? It especially is. especially this one. He's the least drunk, least rapey Kennedy that's ever <laughs> run for anything. That's, and, that's, why didn't he make that an ad, Shattuck? The least rapey Kennedy. Vote Joe Kennedy. The least rapey, least drunk Kennedy. I was shocked at this. Shocked at this. I we endorsed him for at the uh, at the Sun. Over Marky, Marky doesn't speak English anymore. He speaks Washington D.C. East. He can't step out of his his you know double speak box anymore. He's just a he's a creature of of Washington now and is unrelatable totally. He doesn't know what's going on in his district. I mean, this is not new stuff. He doesn't know what's going on in the district. He couldn't. He to us, he got caught in his quagmire in, during our Ed Board meeting because we said, "Who should Joe Biden pick as vice president?" And he said he should absolutely pick. Uh, Liz Warren. But if he doesn't pick Liz Warren, he should absolutely pick a woman of color because now it's time. Now is the time and it's necessary. And we said, well, which one is it then? Liz Warren or a woman of color? He said, well, I'm say Liz Warren. But now is the time that we need. We need to hear the voices of women, women of color. And so I would say women of color. So and we said, well, then if you need a woman of color, then why Liz Warren? He said, well, Liz Warren is who we need now, but we need a woman of color. And we couldn't get, we were trying to leave the leave the meeting, the interview. We were trying to get out of the room, but he wouldn't let us because he was, you know, he was, you know, he had these two. You know what, Jack? He was overmatched. Markey is a nasty, mean, old school politician. I saw some of those debates and he went right at him. And, and Joe Kennedy's just like this naive young, you know, mm-hmm. Kennedy. He's never been challenged. Everything's been handed to him his whole life. He's, you know, the ultimate child of privilege. And Markey went at him and forced him to fight. And he's not a good fighter. And he just got overwhelmed. He got overwhelmed by ma- the machine. You know, the glo- The machine now is AOC and Ayanna Presley and Black Lives right. Matter and, and, and Tifa and, and, and the Globe. And all the radicals have mobilized and they just steamrolled Poor Joe, Joe, Joe. Right, and uh, he can't compete because Marky's been, you know, paying his tithe now for forty-five years to these interest groups who get out the vote and who do door knocking and lit drops and you know do stand-ups, etc. And Marky's been paying into this machine for a long, long time. But it is too bad because because Kennedy, he was a, obviously a crazy progressive, for whatever. 
But man, as somebody, as a member of the media, when I was at the Herald and at the Lowell Sun, he was super attentive. It wasn't always election years, super attentive to being in contact with us, which usually is a good sign of constituent services. So no matter who you are, if you got a problem, you know, he's going to do outreach and like his uncle did, Teddy Kennedy, whatever you say about him, you know, everybody's got a Teddy Kennedy story because he took care of you if you out reached out to his office. And that's what you would have gotten with with uh, JPK three. Mary, Mary Jo Kopecky doesn't have a Ted Kennedy story. She right. she would have, you know, if he if he just opened the door. An in the constituent uh, services, but, Jerry. But I said it many times. Joe Kennedy seems like a nice guy. Yep. Marky does not. Marky Marky's mean and nasty. But uh, I mean, we did the story of uh, DJ Henry, the kid who was killed, a college kid at Pace, mm-hmm. who was shot by a cop. And it would have been a much bigger deal that happened today. But his father said that he reached out to, to Marky and Marky, not only did he blow him off, he said he was, he used the term colored to describe the family. And yeah. obviously it's not a big deal because it's Ed Marky. If that were, uh, you know, Donald Trump or whatever, Matt Gates, it would have been a fireable offense. And uh, before we go, we got to go over the, the double standard because that's what we do in the media um sorry by the any- way jerry condolences on your friend shiva uh i'm i'm you know i don't even care i don't even care i've given up i know that uh, marky can't be beaten kevin o'connor seems like a good candidate in he a is. normal in a sane place if this were whatever indiana or ohio he would be uh our next senator but this is massachusetts and and marky is a radical backed by aoc promising to destroy the economy with the green new deal and that's how you get elected that's how you get supported by the uh, by the machine. So I've uh, I've given up. But um, if if I don't come up with a media person, any any doesn't have to be Sean Hannity or Tucker Carlson, but just any right wing guy uh, out there. Um, what if they said what Joy Reid said yesterday? Would they or or a politician said it? Would they already be canceled? Would they already be fired? If this were, I don't know, Greg Gutfeld or uh, or Pete Hegseth on uh, on Fox, Joy Reid said the GOP, the uh, Republicans, are like Muslims as they try to, you know, radicalize their followers. When it, when th- when leaders, um, let's say in the Muslim world, talk a lot of violent talk and encourage their supporters to be willing to commit violence, including on their own bodies in order to win against whoever they decide is the enemy. We in the U.S. media describe that as they are radicalizing those people, particularly when they're radicalizing young people. That's how we talk about the way Muslims act. <laughs> oh, that is a, uh, I mean, you, they just, right now, if that's whoever, if, uh, if that's Jesse Waters at Fox, oh, yeah, that's it. They, would have, they would be surrounding the building, the Fox Studios, uh, you know, literally with torches now. They don't, it's not, you know, it's not metaphorical anymore. Real torches, maybe real pitchforks too, demanding his ass on a stick uh, if he said that. But Joy Reid, who, by the way, is if she doesn't get fired for this, and she won't, she'll do something else next week. She doesn't have, you know, the governor. She doesn't have that thing in her head that says don't go there because She's been able to say and do whatever she wants and never get canceled. You saw her her, her homophobic posts uh, or blogs years ago. I mean, she says just insane she was stuff. Hacked, by the way, and she, she was. And she got promoted. I mean, she says nightly that the violence in the streets 
well, I guess a few weeks ago, there was no violence, but now that they're admitting there's violence, it is being conducted exclusively by right-wingers, by white supremacists. <laughs> That's what she tells her viewers. She's a lunatic. Yes, but, it didn't exist for the longest time, and suddenly it existed, and it was right-wingers, radicalized, like all of the Muslims are radical jihadists, uh, suicide bombers like Muhammad Atta. They're all the same. Uh, yeah, no, it, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's a remarkable what she's allowed to say. I actually had listen to her she interviewed you may have heard of a, a really good writer and reporter named jamel hill oh did um, she have how did she get her on i don't know jamel hill by the way i'll let you finish that thought but by the way yesterday said that if trump hadn't screwed up the coronavirus response we would already have football football would be back in the big 10 the pac 12 and high schools and i tweeted out she could never name one thing that trump did to cause there to be no football. You know, she couldn't. But she blames the fact that they blame Trump for everything. We know that. But she blames the fact that the Big Ten is not playing. And they, they're going to be. But they're so far, they're on hold. She blames that on Trump. And, I, and I'm and at a loss to understand how that's Trump's fault. But anyway, go ahead, Shattuck. How was the – How was the? Uh, let me guess. Joy Reid hit Jamel Hill up with some really tough questions. <laughs> Yeah, well, apparently you probably don't know this, but there are systems. The systems we have here in the in the country oh, are racist. Guess they're racist. Yes, white they supremacist. Are. Why are they white supremacist? Yes, they are. As a matter of fact, because the president gave a nod to white supremacists, saying that they were very fine people. And I quote: "They were very fine people, the white supremacists and uh, the racists in Charleston." And that got this ball rolling. And now we've mobilized these forces in the cities. To um to destroy the cities and destroy black neighborhoods. Oh, and that is, you know, as, as Tucker Carlson likes to say, oh, <laughs> you know what? By the end of today, Jamel Hill will have three more job offers. She'll have a show on MSNBC, a column in the New York Times, and and another podcast with Bill Simmons. Yes, it's yeah. amazing. This woman who's never got a rating, who's never had a a following, who's not a good writer, she's making you know a fortune, and at the same time comparing the U.S. to Nazi Germany, saying we're as bad as Nazi Germany. That's how nuts she is. And Joy Reid's even nuttier. But I don't I guess- know. I, I missed this. I'm not a, a sports guy, and I don't know where Bill Simmons, where this thing happened with him. But how the hell can you, and he's supposedly an okay guy, how the hell can you hire her and look like your friends in the eyes? It's got, she's, You know what position he hired her for? It's technically called... Um, Technically, she's hosting a podcast about the wire, but the real the real term is she's a human shield. He was under under fire from the New York Times for not having enough black people uh, at the Ringer, his company, and he did a podcast when the looting first started in Minneapolis, where Ryan Rossillo, his co-host or co-worker, criticized the looters, said that they didn't look like they were there oh, for George man. Floyd; they were there for free Nikes. And the New York Times doesn't like that. You cannot criticize their most loyal supporters, the looters, the rioters, Antifa. So they came down hard on Simmons and started counting, you know, heads like, you know, the globe does when they go into the South End, start counting black, yes. white, white, oh, sort of black. Oh, maybe. Sure, they maybe want a Pulitzer black. for that. Oh, that's right. They want a Pulitzer. Them. Well, they did that to Bill Simmons. They did that to the ringer. And so he had to act fast and he brought in Jamel Hill to do a, podcast on the wire and i'm just a show that's been off the air for how many years 20 uh anyway uh 15 i I should look that up but 
anyway, I don't think it's quite putting up the Joe Rogan numbers. I haven't heard it yet. I'm sure it's I'm sure it's wonderful. Well, she she also I'm not tweeted, sure. Uh, she also just tweeted a different podcast she has with. And today's episode is an interview with Dan Rather. So if if, oh, the one, if the other one isn't approaching Rogan numbers, this one this one may. I, um, may. I don't think you think she's getting Callahan numbers because we just passed three million. Is she getting our uh, numbers? I don't know. Well, can you imagine yeah. listening to Jamel Hill talk about the wire? Yeah. Oh God, does that sound painful? That's uh, like the trend. I don't know why people. I've never listened to a show though like that. That's the trend. They there's a there's like two podcasts where they just talk about every episode of The Office, and it's like I, I saw the episode. I know. I mean, I, I like The Office, but I'm not one of these cultists that knows every, and just, I don't, I can't get into it. I liked The Wire when it was on, but I didn't uh, feel like, uh, let's see, it ended in 2008. How long ago is that? 12 years ago. Yeah. Why, I never, I never why, saw it, although the, the English office was a better office. Do you ever see the English office with Gervais? No, no but I love Gervais, especially now. Do, yeah. Gervais has this show, and I've seen a few episodes on, on Netflix where he's dying it's called, uh, damn, I keep forgetting the name. Uh, or I should say he's dying. His wife died, and he wants to die. He, he like, tried right. to commit suicide, and he failed. So he decided to live his life not giving a shit about anything he says or does. And it's just what would you do? And what he eats, he drinks, everything he does is designed to not, you know, not live much longer, in other words. And he says things to people, you know, like someone tells him to put his dog on a leash, and he tells the guy to go F himself. And Oh, nice. He just lives life like he, like yeah. he's his last day on earth, and it's kind of funny and interesting. Anyway, and I love when he tweets or talks about the cancel culture. He's the kind of the spokesman for the uh, for the for all of oh, us who totally. are pushing back. Hollywood's feelings are so hurt when he's there, and you see the reaction <laughs> shots, and it's just head shaking. Like that was really mean spirited. That was uh, really we spirited, we didn't get know? to Chris Chris Cuomo's uh, secret tape with Michael Cohen, but we can do it tomorrow because Tucker promised more. He and and he didn't get into details, but he said Cuomo has been accused of sexual harassment. Uh, you don't just throw that out there without some some facts to back it up. He did it quickly. The, the conversation isn't that uh, damning or incriminating where he's talking to Cohen and he just says, don't trust the media. Don't listen to the media. And uh yeah, and he, sound, like, he sounds yeah. like a dick, but who didn't think and, Chris Cuomo? And a hint at the uh, like fifty women that possibly accused him of sexual harassment in some form that CNN might have paid off. I don't, I don't know. There's a hint of that. But you that. can't just throw if you're Tucker Carlson. You can't just throw that out there, can you? You have to have some. I don't know. I thought I was. Max. I thought it was a letdown. What I heard last night. I thought you were, were going to get something really, really poisonous that Cuomo said because you know that he would say it. You know, you've heard him. You know, what um, I think is more uh, damning than any of the audio is the visual of him making muscles and like posing in front of the camera. On TikTok. He just looks like such a douche. Just like flexing his barbell and things. (laughs) He's He's on the phone. If you haven't seen it, he's on the phone at the office and he's got a dumbbell and he's doing like these, these tricep little press things while talking to someone on the phone. If that's not the biggest douche movie you've ever seen in your life. That was, it's, that's it's, actually the best part of Tucker was the fact that while they're playing the audio, it's that slideshow and they're playing yeah. like, they put like gifts in the background of him, like as a cartoon character and all this stupid stuff. That was the funny part. But. Right. And it's even, it's even better that, that during the crossover, he's scared to death of Don Lemon. He keeps trying to be like bros with Don Lemon and right, never yeah. really embraces him and talks down to him. It's like two dumb people condescending to each other it's a- it is it's it is funny i wish i should do that i should record just the crossover of those two idiots because you're right they're trying to be they try to sound so enlightened and 
uh, and smart, and they're just not. You know, they're just not smart people, and uh, they tend to step in it like Don Lemon did the other day when he said they have to stop the violence. It's starting to affect the polls. <laughs> yes, after, after two months ago, those two were like the, you know, Dean Martin and Sinatra in Vegas in 65, riffing on the Republicans saying, oh, they're saying there's violence in the streets now. Oh, they're saying there's riots. Ooh, the black unemployment's going to go up. Ooh, you know, they had this uh, this riff they right. did, which now they've completely reversed on. But it's uh, so so people were dying. Cops like David Dorn and Patrick Underwood are being murdered. Uh, businesses are being destroyed, uh, burned, uh, looted. That was fine until it affected the polls. That's what he said out loud on TV. And he doesn't realize he doesn't understand why that's uh, inappropriate. Right. <laughs> right. And then and then it's even worse now. And it's getting ratcheted up because remember, Donald Trump is going to Kenosha. They don't even want him to be there. And you saw him go there yesterday, visit businesses, visit the rubble, and talk to uh, community leaders and law enforcement there. And they loved him being there. And they're thankful that, he, that he's there. Trump won Kenosha, the first Republican to win Kenosha I know. in, in 40, 40 years. 44 whatever. years. Yes. And he's going to win it again. That's for sure. And you're right. They say, oh, the mayor doesn't want him. Who cares what the mayor wants? Who gives a damn what the mayor wants? Trump's the president. If he wants to go there... He can go there. The idea. And and by the way, he didn't visit Jacob Blake's family. Why should he visit Jacob Blake's family? They don't want him. They don't like him. His uncle made this speech, called him the the orange man. Um, and everyone cheered. Jacob Blake, again, a violent fugitive, yeah. an accused rapist, a guy who was who put his own children in danger, a guy who stole his his girlfriend's car, a guy who was reaching for a knife. Supposed to visit his family, people who, well, not all of them, but some of them who hate you. Why would Donald Trump? Why would he feel obligated to do that? To do that at all? Right, and I was I was listening to you actually, your podcast. Um, uh, I think it was yesterday or two days ago, and hearing what he did, what he did that morning to his to the woman, um, the and how graphic it was, and how like felt like what a it's just I mean, mind. you know, that, that's I mean, just not a guy having a bad day, Shattuck. That's right. a bad guy to do what he did to the woman, uh, you know, with his fingers in front of her child, and what he said is just disgusting. And that right. guy, right. that guy's name is on the helmets of the New Orleans Saints. That guy's name was spelled out by a WNBA team, a bunch of feminists, radical left feminists, WNBA players all hate Trump. They all you know love, but they spelled out the name of the guy who did that with his fingers to that woman in front of her child, his child, her child. Right. But he only beat the, sh I mean, sorry, he only beat the hell out of her twice a year, Jerry, when he was wasted. <laughs> right. So. right. Uh, and good, good luck. You want to find his rap sheet? Good luck. You got to be as uh, resourceful, as I said, as turtle boy, because it's not easy it's not easy. I think Google uh, banned it or something. You cannot find the straight up uh, police record of uh, Jacob Blake. It's a long one and it's a, a disturbing one. But forget all that. Let's all put his name on our helmets. It's just madness. But again, I'm going to wrap this up by saying number 88, Jacksonville Jaguars, the greatest player in NFL history. My favorite player. He might not be the greatest. Maybe I exaggerated. He's my favorite player. I only have one jersey. I bought a Pat Tillman jersey years ago. It was for his foundation. It was for charity. And I love Pat Tillman. And it's number 40, which was my number. So I bought it. And I don't wear it. But I have it. I might buy another one. Tyler Eifert, you are the man. 
I'm be curious to see, and we'll keep track of this if he starts a trend. Because again, yeah. it takes balls. It takes balls to honor a murdered cop in the NFL these days. It takes guts to stand up and say, you want to name some names? How about David Dorn? It is a wonderful gesture, but it takes some guts. Um, I'd be, uh, by the end of today, I promise you someone on ESPN or Jamel Hill or someone who will have a problem with this will criticize him for this. We'll have all that tomorrow. We'll have the, the sound or the details and we'll see if other players on other teams say, you know what? That's not a bad idea. I want to put Tamaris uh, Bohannon on my uniform or Patrick Underwood or name, you name it, the uh, hail, uh, Jay Danielson, the Trump supporter who was murdered in cold blood in Portland. We'll see if any of those names end up on NFL helmets soon enough. What are we, 10 days away? 20, uh, how long? Yep. Uh, 10 days away from the start of the season. Oh, yeah. 10 days away from the day that Tom, that Tom Brady and Drew Brees both take a knee. They're playing against each other, well, by the way. Why would Brady take a knee? He's in Tampa Bay. Isn't that Because it's trendy. That's why. And you know what? If you don't, people will say you're racist. He doesn't want to go there. He just wants people to leave him alone and, and focus on football. Uh, so that's what you got to do. Can I, uh, can I tell you quickly, just before we go, something else that, that takes guts, and that is committing to <laughs> – I was trigger happy there. Committing to that person for the rest of your life, Patrick Mahomes, you are a maniac. Oh, good point. That's his you fiance. He gave her he gave her a, a ring that looks like the size of uh, I don't know this, yeah, this he got coffee mug. Ring. Yeah, he got a Super Bowl ring, and then he proposed to his girlfriend, who is this maniac. <laughs> but true love. You know, I, I, I love Mahomes. Mahomes. High school sweethearts. I love Mahomes. He's fun to watch. He's a great player. Seems like a good guy. Bad move, Patrick. Bad move. That that won't last. And what's his deal? His contract's going to be like four hundred million. And she's she's going to get half of that at some point. She's going oh, to hit. The- yeah, she is the first wife, no doubt. And I love. I think that kid's awesome. So, but I mean, it, it, it was a blast to watch. And, yeah. And- <laughs> what? Some people like crazy. You know, <laughs> I like crazy in my life too. Yeah, not I can't me. Yeah. I, I say that all the time. The crazy ones scare me. I run the other way. I used to I used to be on the radio with a guy who liked the crazy the crazy eyes. Uh, I did not. I was uh, I was always intimidated. But anyway, good luck, Patrick Mahomes, and good luck, my man Tyler Eifert. You got guts. You got balls. We'll see how it all works out. And uh, thanks, Shattuck. Tom Shattuck is the host of the Burn Barrel podcast, editor and media critic for the Lowell Sun, and just yeah, just all around media star in New England. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, we will talk to you again soon. And uh, thank you to Shea Concrete and Allied Paving and DCU. And thank you to uh, everybody who's uh, listening. We passed the 3 million mark. Of course, it was a few weeks ago. And, and uh, Colin, I forgot you're, to you're mention into, it. You're into these benchmarks and milestones. It's just, yes. another, it's just another day. It's not a big Yes. We're, we're coming for you, Joe Rogan. We're coming yeah. for you. By the way, we haven't purged any of our podcasts, even the, even the really, really bad ones. They're not. They're up there. If you want to listen to the last six months, uh, seven months, whatever it's been, uh, thanks to everybody who rates, reviews, listens, and tells their friends. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Podcast, and we will talk to you again tomorrow. Why am I stopping? You, no one else stops. I don't. I, can I go home? The Jerry Callahan Podcast. Looking for the perfect gift. 
Check out a Visa Virtual Account, available at giftcards.com. Gifting a Visa Virtual Account is easy. Simply select your gift amount, add optional personalization, and click Send. A thoughtful gift delivered in moments. As one of the world's most recognized brands, virtual Visa cards are secure, never expire, and work for any budget. They're also eco-friendly. Eliminate the need for plastic with a virtual gift delivered straight to their inbox. Whether you're shopping for a family member, friend, coworker, or client, a Visa Virtual Account is always the perfect fit. Visa Virtual Accounts can be used online anywhere Visa is accepted, so the possibilities are endless. They're convenient to send and easy to spend, making it the perfect gift for any occasion. Start gifting your virtual Visa today at www.giftcards.com virtual. Nipsey Hussle. Nipsey Hussle. Nipsey Hussle. Nipsey. There's a kinship between hoopers and rappers. From 30 for 30 podcasts and the undefeated, this is the King of Crenshaw. Hustle and motivate. I mean, if that ain't like the ethos of being an elite athlete, I don't know what is. Nip was my superhero. For us, it was all about how we could better our city. Life is really a marathon. Listen now, wherever you get your podcasts.